What's good? What's good? You're now tuning to another episode of Best of Both Worlds. Apologize for the echo, man. The acoustics in here is crazy. Um, in the library, different location today, the usual. But you gotta make it happen when you're recording off the phone. Really don't got too much equipment. I don't have a set um, location as well, so making the most out of my resources. Okay, I'll grab you. So this episode. I got a very special guest with me, man. Very highly anticipated episode. Uh, one of my good friends from my hometown, Rochester, New York. I'll allow him to introduce himself, um, where he's from, and you know, give a little brief background of who he is. But before I do that, I'm gonna do the regular schedule program. Um, music is not really sleepers because it's mainstream, but um, two good songs I've been playing a lot. Um, 12 Days of Christmas by Gucci. I thought it was going to be a corny song because 12 Days of Christmas, you know, usually. But, nah, that song, it knocked, man. He definitely, like, I don't know. You know, Gucci, sometimes he'll just do, like, Gucci-type rap. And then, like, sometimes he'll rap a little bit. Um, and sometimes he'll just be on some, like, some bounce-type yeah. joint. But this this one was, like, definitely, like, bounce. It's just dope, bro. Good vibes. And then NLE with his his most recent project, um, two songs that stood out to me is Step. And um, NWA, NWA probably my favorite track on that uh, that project, bro. Like hands down. Um, shout outs, I want to shout out um, somebody I just met via social media. Um, Maria, uh, shout out Maria for listening, yo. Uh, keep tuning in and spread the word. Definitely, definitely appreciate your support. Um, if y'all want to go follow her on Instagram, her Instagram is Y-U-H-M-A-R-I-A. Once again, Y-U-H-M-A-R-I-A. Um, go show some love on Instagram, bro. Um, once again, thank you for the support. All right, man, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Uh, All right, what up, people? My name is Adele B. Coates. Um, long story short, I'm just a... Uh, Another human on this earth trying to find my purpose, man. Trying to stay on my purpose, stay focused, and do what's right, do what's God, what God's telling me to do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, before we get too deep um, in other topics, let's just talk a little bit about like your household. Like, mm-hmm. what what was the environment like, and like, what was your parents' situation? Well, childhood. We talking childhood or mm-hmm. now? Like, childhood. It was rough. Like, I mean. As a child, I wasn't aware of a lot of things, you know, that I am now. But, like, it was still rough, though, because, like, I seen everything that my parents was going through, you know, struggling, trying to make sure I ate, and uh, just trying to pay bills, you feel me? Like, normal stuff, everybody go through something, you know. But, um, especially my dad, he, he was a drug dealer. So, mm-hmm. watching him, you know, everything that he was fighting, people he was fighting, arguing with, it all influenced me. And, some way, some matter. So yeah. Mm. So like, are you the only kid? Nah, I got four sisters and one little brother. Mm. So all four of your sisters are older than you? Nah, I got two little ones and no one little one and the rest no two little ones and yeah. So how has that relationship with your sisters like? How did that help or dictate any of your situation? Mm. I would say just seeing like how generational curses they play a part in life you know how everything she she's going through right now i went through at a certain part in time in my life and um i just want to be there for her you know love on her and, and show her that if nobody else is there for her i'm always gonna be there for her so i can always be that person that she comes to talk to and and um just seeks like that guidance mm-hmm. other than god so right yeah. um to go back to the parents because we didn't really talk about everything like were your parents together were they married like what was that situation for them they're not married but you might as well say they're married yeah, yeah, <laughs> they've been so together they... for years you know like fighting all the battles together no matter what you know ups and downs they mm. they broke up got back together just for the sake of family and everything how how has that made you look at relationships like whenever you look like search for somebody like if you were searching for somebody like i know your situation but others yeah. don't so talk yeah. about like how that has, you know, helped shape how you, what you look for in a person, like, what you look for in a relationship, um, even friendships? Um, honestly, I just always wanted loyalty, loyalty mm-hmm. and somebody to be truthful, like, whether we friends or we date or we talking, like, I don't want to be around somebody I can't trust, you mm-hmm. someone I can talk to and feel comfortable with, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, 
just somebody that can be themselves and I can be myself around you. Know? Mm-hmm. We can be one and like we can grow together because right. we so fond of what each other. You know? Right. So, and even if it's like like a male friendship, like that's one thing yeah. we bonded off of yeah. is authenticity, yeah. right? So I feel like that's that's been a key thing um, that you grew up around is just authentic people. <laughs> so like <laughs> life lessons and stuff that your parents taught you, how did they teach you? Was it like things were soft, sugar-coated? Was it like straightforward, like straight to the point? I feel like my mom, she was a strict one. My dad, he was always like, it ain't gonna happen if you don't, you know, do mm-hmm. this. Or like, so he was the one that, um, I wouldn't say he sugarcoated it, but, like, he always kept it real. Like, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, like, do what you got to do. My mom, she was, like, straight. If you don't do this, I mean, they both saying the same thing, but she was more aggressive with it, you mm-hmm. feel me? So I wouldn't say I was sugarcoated into anything. I, everything was always straightforward, pretty much. Right, right, right. And, yeah, it was easy to learn. Just got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship like with your brother? Um, My brother, he just turned one this year. Well, like, last year, I mean, 2020 now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my little man. That's like my twin, you feel me? Like, because my dad not there when he working. I try to be the man of the household. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach him and help him grow and follow after my footsteps, if anything, mm-hmm. to see what, a, what a, a true man and a man of God looks like, you feel me? So, what is your, what do you, would you consider a true man? A true man, someone who isn't afraid to be vulnerable. Someone, someone who can be honest, you know, and in any situation, whether they're wrong or not, mm-hmm. um, who's always there to help people, whether they know them or not, someone who, a giving person, loving person, and strong, you know, just like, I don't take nothing, you know, like, you're going to respect me regardless of anything, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, stuff like that, anything like that, that's a man, that's a man. Um, <clears throat> so... <laughs> If, so that's what you see as a man. Mm-hmm. What traits or no, no, no. what do you think is valuable in having a close female friend? Mm-hmm. Not someone that you looking to mess with. There's no like it's just a true friendship. Well, like <clears throat> awful. My lady might say, um, someone that respects boundaries, you know. Mm-hmm. Even knowing that we've been friends even before me and um, my um, my significant other has been together. She respects the boundaries of me getting into a relationship. What things she might not be comfortable with at first, you know, mm-hmm. just giving us time to grow and um to get closer to explain. I even explain to um to just go through everything together, you know, to gain that friendship for them to gain friendship. Um, if someone who isn't like irritable so easy, mm-hmm. person who's mature and um patient, you know, because when you get into a relationship, everything is about patience, whether they are or you are, so. Right, so do you think that the qualities of a good female friend, mm-hmm. or somebody who you would consider to be a good female, do, do some of those qualities and traits overlap with being a good man? Oh, that's a good question. Um, mm, yeah, definitely, definitely, because, I feel like, like sometimes, right? I had this conversation with a few of my college friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what t- like what traits would you consider like a good man to have? Or like somebody's a solid man. Um, and we talked about it. Then I'm like, okay, well, what is a solid woman? And then like, I'm like, do you not feel like, like a lot of things, it was like, yo, a guy has to be strong. A guy has to be like that. And I was, a guy has to do this at a third. So right. like, can a strong woman have those same qualities? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, if a, if a woman, especially an independent woman, she doesn't have those like those, those strong qualities, then she can't. I mean, she can call herself a woman, but at the end of the day, you you can call yourself it, but are you really a woman if you're not strong? If you're not able to be alone, on and like be um okay in your own aloneness, you know? And um, someone like I said, mature and um vulnerable, vulnerable. All females um. Of course, they have that uh, emotional side, you feel me, like that. But most females, they want to hide that because of things that they've been through. But I feel like a strong woman, she, um, even though going through things and have been through things, she's still going to express that vulnerable side just to, you know, test out the man or the male that she's inviting to her life. Mm-hmm. So vulnerable is a word that keeps popping up. And 
I like to have like a lesson or something I could teach my listeners for every episode. So, in the black community, it's common for us not to open up um, about our issues. It's common for us to self-medicate and handle problems or just take them in. Uh, What advice would you give for people uh, to be more vulnerable or to have a person to go to to talk to or to to have other people be willing to listen and open their ears to help others? I feel like... um for the person that they're going to, a good question that they should ask them, are you looking for advice or are you looking to just like vent to me, you know? Because there's a difference. If you want advice, I'm gonna tell you the do's and don'ts, what you're doing wrong. But if you just vent, I'm gonna listen to you. I listen to you express everything that you've been through. But um, to be more vulnerable, I would say, um, just to be okay with not being perfect, you know? Not not allowing, other people's judgments to dictate how you look at yourself, mm-hmm. to be strong within yourself, to know that their opinions are, aren't going to do anything to stop you from, you know, expressing your true self, expressing how you feel, how things hurt you, and how you learn from it, you feel me? Just to be strong in that, and um, just to be okay. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. What advice? How would you, what is your approach when it comes to giving advice, because you said give do's and don'ts. Right. And I would debate saying that, like, giving advice, um, you kind of want to shy away from, like, almost being, like, dictatorish. Right. You know, well, like, when I say um, do's and don'ts, I mean, like, my opinion on however they dealt with the situation. You know, I wouldn't tell them not to do it, but so I would say, like, suggestions like, yeah, like right. suggestions, yeah, so, like, yeah. Okay, cool. Um... Big fashion guy. <laughs> no, I try, man. I try. Every I try. time I see you, man, the fit is on point. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Where does that come from? Um, honestly, man, back in like middle school and everything, when I was a kid, I could not dress for nothing, bro. Nothing at all. But um, over the years in high school, just seeing how everybody stepped their game up, not just to be like other people, you feel me, but like. I had to find my own identity in, in my own clothing, what makes me comfortable. Like, when I dress, like, that's my way of expressing, like, how, how I am, who I am, you feel me? So, um, I would say it came about just from, like, music, honestly, just art, just seeing, like, people like Lauren Hill, J. Cole um, from now, um, Kendrick Lamar now, um, who else? Uh, Andre T. 3000, like just they vibe, you know how they express themselves in their art. Yeah, yeah, so like, <laughs> you know, I tried, <laughs> but like, yeah, just, just that, bro. That's it. Um, did you ever deal with any issues like mentally? Oh, yes, you said, like, you know what I'm saying you couldn't dress, mm-hmm. like, were you ever bullied about it, or like, wasn't there any issues in school? <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> like, um, uh, in elementary, I was like a little chubby kid, you know wearing Pele Pele, you know, mm-hmm. back then everybody, you know, they wanted Jordans and Nikes, you know how kids is, savages, so, I mean, I was cool with everybody, but like, you know, little kids crack their jokes and everything, mm-hmm. and um, growing up, dealing with that, and knowing that I dealt with that as a kid, it definitely um, played this part in the mental, like, yeah, it, it, um, it started up some insecurities, but mm-hmm. as I grew, and I, like, I slimmed down on it, um, I still have insecurities to this day, but I feel like I'm even in those insecurities. I'm still open. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, and uh, yeah, I just don't try to let that dictate what I how um, I carry myself. Man. Yeah, that's um, I could definitely relate in a sense. Like, um, when I was younger, I used to be a little heavier, <laughs> um, and the same like my sense of style just didn't exist. Right. So I'm saying like, but a good portion like my parents are together. My mom, my dad, they took care of that stuff. Right. It was like, yo, my outfit was laid out and already ironed for me. See. And then, like, when they split and I started to get a little older, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, like, you got to start ironing your own clothes, right. picking out your own outfits. Right. And, like, when I was doing stuff like that, I was pretty much throwing anything on. Like, right. I was comfortable. Um, and then at that time, I was, like, naive. I didn't think I was fat. I'm just, right. like, I'm just a regular kid. <laughs> you know, going to school, dealing with your peers, it's like, yo, like... They start talking, mm-hmm. you know, the jokes come in, it's like, oh man, like then you know I don't know what's I'm I don't know what's wrong with me. Right. What I'm saying. Now I'm looking in the mirror different every day. Right. That that tip that plays a toll. Um so like I could definitely agree, like started getting taller, slimmed out, 
um, started paying a little more attention to what I was wearing and how I kept up with myself. Right. Um, and one thing I noticed is like that caused me to leave down, to go down this path where I started to care a little too much. Mm. Like it was like I didn't want to go certain places because <laughs> like my lineup wasn't the freshest. Or <laughs> For sure. Was like, For sure. My fit just wasn't right. It'd be right. a clean fit, but right. nah, it just ain't right. And, and then you the start kicks changing, in. take you another whole hour just to find another fit. Put on like three fits before I leave the house. Right. Where I'd be like looking at my shoes like the smallest. Same. Oh my god. Not like take a toothbrush out, start cleaning my <laughs> shoes. Like before I even leave the house. Now I'm leaving the house smelling like bleach. I'm like, I can't smell like this. <laughs> so I used to do stuff like that. And um that helped me now, cause like now I'm in a I'm in a stage where like I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like, and another thing too is my environment helped that too. Right. I went to school with predominantly white people. Right. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so, and with them they just come to school. Pajamas, they come to school. They just oh, Tims and shorts, <laughs> like stuff like right. that. So yeah. I'm like, why why am I giving it this much thought? Like right. when I transferred to Athena, every day I had on like a fit fit like. Mm-hmm. Had to like head to fit, mm-hmm. and they was like, like yo, bro, you dress so nice, da da da. Like, why do you care so much? You in school, right. and I'm like, you know what? That's a fact. <laughs> you see, I'm here from eight o'clock to one fifty, right. and I'm gonna go home, take the fit off. If not, go to practice. I'm gonna just be at the house cool. <laughs> Waste the whole outfit. Not even wasting, but like, yeah. I'm just putting too much energy yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, so it, it helped me like subtract that factor out of my life. And start looking at myself and whole accepting myself for who I am inside and out. For sure, yeah. Because stuff like that could be a, build a barrier for you being like, yo, like, I don't even know who I really am. Right. I'm just like, I have to go out and put this mask on for yeah, society. Portraying a whole different, as a whole different person, bro. Like, not even being yourself. That's what I said. Like, just being vulnerable, you know? Mm-hmm. Comfortable in your own, in yourself. That's, that's been a huge shift. In our generation, yeah, right? yeah. like oh early on, we were young, um, but still we were around to see, and like right. now we were, we, we we can remember it, so now we can internalize that and like actually understand it, right? Um, and there's definitely been a huge shift of it being like, yo, everything was just one way, everything was pretty much black and white, and right. now everything, everybody is so accepting. We right. gotta like, I don't want to sound like a homophobe. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm against anybody or anything. Right. But like we got, you know, it's just yeah. we're accepting of everything. Like culture yeah. is open. So, like, what do you think about that? What's your what's your take on that? Like, I don't have an issue. Like, so I'm saying this right. <laughs> I don't have an issue with anything or anybody. My thing is, I don't want people to sweep under the rug the fact that we are still slaves. Right. Not physically, but mentally. Right. And the fact that it took us hundreds of years just to not be considered like labeled slaves right. um, and still now being in the position that where we are still slaves and that there was like, it's been what, over 10 years, it's been more of a change for gays right. and... Oh my gosh. Oh, let me not say gay. The LGBT, the LGBT community, bro. Um, there's been more change for them in 10 years than we had for over hundreds of years. So like, what's your take on that? Man, I'm all for the openness, everybody being themselves. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, you feel me? Like, they feel like, for blacks, we def- I feel like we definitely have a say in how, how people respect them and their openness, their changes, their coming into their being, whatever, more f- frequently than us trying to express our blackness. Just our hairstyles, you feel me? How we dress, just how we talk. Like, we get labeled... Uh, niggers, we get labeled freaking um, just uh, what's the word aggressive, just no. how we talk. Right. And I feel like just because of the way a person talks, you shouldn't belittle their character, you shouldn't belittle their, intel- their intelligence. You feel me? So, um, I feel like, in a sense, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a parallel to the Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it was like it's almost like this is. It's a second avenue to sweep what we got going on under the rug. Yeah, definitely. And I don't want people to take this the wrong way. Right. But I feel like, as a people, we are disrespected by that. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, they're trying to use that as a distraction off of what we are already dealing with. You feel me? But even if it's not a distraction, right. because these people are really being, like, killed yeah. because of the game. Right. Being, like... 
driven away by their families and like right. not accepted. So right. like it's 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 an actual problem. Right. I just don't want us to forget. Right. What I'm saying, exactly. and I feel right. like society is doing that, like right. shifting away. Um. And it's crazy though, cause like I just seen on Instagram, I think yesterday, mm-hmm. Ari Lennox, this dude had uh, I think these dudes was commenting on her and like Tayana Taylor saying how they they look like Rottweilers. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Black yeah. men doing these things, you feel me? Like mm-hmm. even our own culture, our own people are starting to belittle. Our, our ourselves are like people that we are one with you feel me like and mm-hmm. they just they don't care you feel me and I feel like that's something that should be more important more important because even me as a, a man a black man I wasn't I was the same way I didn't care at a certain point in time but my mm-hmm. girlfriend she started showing me like the importance of everything you feel me that's why I love her so much because we grew together she showed me things and, that I wouldn't even like pay attention to you feel me? so just like because of what she's taught you, mm-hmm. what like what is your take of what, like how do you look at that like in the, like how do you really feel about that situation? Because me, right, I'm ignorant, right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, yo, fam, <laughs> I've been on Instagram plenty of times and seen pictures of females and been like, yo, like, I mean, <laughs> she looked like she kind of looked like. Don't uh, get me like, wrong, it do be some tap females out here, <laughs> it do, but I feel like a public person like that you mm-hmm. feel me it's always gonna be trolls mm-hmm. you can't do nothing about that but like a public figure like that who doesn't even look bad you feel me mm-hmm. doing so good you feel me expressing her blackness and um her love for black people i feel like that was just like that was so a little too much was know? it like it was a comment under one of those posts where she was like no i think uplifting. he like i think he retweeted it like on uh, on twitter or something like that he um he he retweeted one of her uh, her um tweets and like commented yeah he commented about them saying like how they look like Rottweiler. and it was under a post where they were uplifting our people yeah uh what was she saying I think she said something about um how people hate blackness or something like that I don't really remember oh okay okay I get I get that now yeah. I thought it was just like off of nowhere they just saw a picture oh and no. like yo you look like wait okay. wait I think it actually was just out of nowhere I think it was. But if it's out of nowhere, then I don't see an issue with that. Like, I mean, there's going to be people that talk about it. True. That is true. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's two sides to it, though. Like, I feel like it's just those people who, um, who know how vulnerable people, especially, like, strong black people, how they feel about that, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And she's open to her blackness, and you know that's going to get a reaction out of her, you feel me? So, Mm -hmm. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it all. I wouldn't say it depends on who you who you talk about, who you say things to, but like, it's different. Like it's it's different levels right. to it. It's definitely different levels. So, <laughs> man, our our generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like I understand, um, people will interpret things differently, and people some people just can't take criticism the right, right way. But I feel right. like we're starting to shift into a super super like extra sensitive. Yeah phase where like it's not too many kids now that you could be like yo like you remember the drilling sessions we used to have at lunch like conversations like that you don't really have those anymore but then people on the internet it's like yo like I'm always getting trolled by these people and stuff like that but it's like I never had experience right I feel like um those experiences I mean those reactions come from people with lack of love, like from back in their old home, old living days, back with their parents' childhood times, you know, they that lack of love and um and that's another thing, our lynch she was like uh black black families now like Wait, you mean like the drilling comes from that? Not no, I'm saying like the the insecurity, you okay, know, okay, like the okay. not being able to, to take the criticism, you know, that comes from that lack of love from your family. And um it started there actually, you know. And it just grew over time with those drilling situations, you know, them not knowing what to say, you know, not, you know, people that, you know, that don't drill back, you feel mm-hmm. me, like, and um, I feel like those people, I feel like they are affected by it so much because of that, 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 um, that um, their openness and them not being okay with it, like mm-hmm. I was staying earlier, you know, they still not yet at that level of that stronghold in, mm-hmm. within themselves. How did your parents help you feel love? Like what, from the smallest things to the biggest things, what did, do you remember 
make you feel like yo like I feel a sense of love from this action or from this from this conversation or from this etc in all honesty just the word you know I love you that's all I ever really needed you know um, growing up my parents weren't the most affectionate due to their own mm-hmm. um, their upbringing yeah their upbringing and everything so um, they always expressed love to me but like it wasn't always physical you know it wasn't always something that oh I know they love me but mm-hmm. it's it's always that time where you just want to hear it you know you want to see it you want to feel it and um, as a child you know I was like I was okay with it but like as I grew older especially now I'm starting to see like um, I know my parents love me but like I said I want that I want you to come to me hug me out of nowhere you know mm-hmm. just like hold me said, tell me how proud you are of me you feel mm-hmm. me and um being at my the age I am now, I see less of that. So it affects me in a way, but I know I can't be so one-sided about it, you know, because I know it's from their upbringing and how they were um, raised and everything. That's why it's so hard for them. It's not like it's not like they're not comfortable doing it. They just, I wouldn't say they don't see the importance, but it's just not something that they're focused on. You feel me? They focused on paying bills. They focused on putting food on the table and everything. So I feel like they're so all over the place that it's something that isn't their main focus. But that's why me as the person I am today, that's why I love my little sister and my little brother so much because I don't want them to feel that that lack of love that I felt growing up. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, cause I don't want to jump straight to this other conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, I will do it. So <clears throat> the same thing. I'm just. I'm gonna assume. Go ahead and assume the same thing that you'll do for your little siblings mm-hmm. to prevent them from that lack of love you'll do to your kids. Of course. So, how did that play a role in you looking for somebody when you were looking to start like settling down? You dating. That is a great question. Um, honestly, man, before I met my girlfriend, um, I, I didn't care about, like, you know, the significance. <laughs> I was just, you know, sniping, <laughs> you know, but, but um, I would say about when I hit 18, 17, going to 18, I started buckling down, you know, finding somebody that, that was like me. And even if they weren't like me, that was open to, to um, you know, being compatible with me. How um, challenging has that been for or how challenging was that for you, being in this time where like settling down is not—it doesn't have the same level of importance. You know saying <sighs> that is, man, it's all about faith. Like, I wanted to find a person who was who looked to God like how I looked to God, there you go. definitely. And um, she she's definitely that person. If if we're going through anything, we pray on it. Whether we're together or not, we pray on it. We pray we pray for each other, we pray, pray for anyone that we encounter, mm-hmm. that we have love for, and um, yeah, just a person that I know if a situation, if she feels tempted to do anything, she's God, God she's going to allow God to step in mm-hmm. and to remove that temptation, remove that lust or anything from her body, you know, and I trust that, and it's hard, especially say she's like 10,000 miles away from me and stuff. <laughs> Um, I know that's a little exaggeration, but like, yeah, I get it. But like, my situation, man. Yeah, like, like your situation. It's hard, but like, deep down, man, if you don't trust God, that's when your brain gonna overflow you with all that the mm-hmm. the what like the what is yeah, the negativity. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. then that's when you're you gonna start feeling insecure within yourself. Gonna cause you to slip up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna cause you to slip up. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. So let's talk a little bit about you know your faith walk. Like, when did you like really start buckling down? Um. Well, I want to say I started buckling down. Uh, twenty sixteen, I believe, because mm-hmm. um, I always believed in God. I used to go to church with my grandmother and everything. Um, I was part of the choir at a certain point in time. I always had a love for God, but I didn't know who he was, if that made sense, if that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, around 2016, my mentor, uh, Victor Northley from my school, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> a basket, I was, uh, he was my basketball coach and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, he 
he just just seeing how he was as a man that mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, intrigued me, you know, because I wanted like that figure in my life, you know, I wanted to be like that, I wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. So he took me under his, under his wing and everything, and um, brought me to his church. And ever since, I've been just learning and dialing into God and allowing Him to control my footsteps and everything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. my passions and um, my heart, especially, and uh, just finding my purpose. And yeah, that's, that's definitely it. Yeah, that's what's up. So, what do you consider success? Success. Mm-hmm. Um, With that being said, like, no bias. Don't tell me what you what you think I want you to say. Okay. What do you consider to be success? My consideration of success. Uh, a person, first and foremost, you gotta listen to what God tells you to do. Because if you don't, then you're gonna be a, on this pathway or a different pathway every day. You're not gonna know where the hits gonna come from, mm-hmm. and when you when you don't know that, even if you if you under God and you're following God and you don't know where the hits coming from, you're still strong enough to take them, you know. And when you don't know God, you aren't. But success, I'll be, I would say, um, to find your purpose, like to know what God has placed you on this earth for, and to to go take that leap of faith into it, you know. Whether you believe you can be successful in it or not. You just say, you know what, God, I trust all in you. I trust everything that you told that you told my peers about me, that you're telling me every day, even though I, the enemy tries to um, the enemy tries to infiltrate my mind and tell me otherwise. I'm still gonna believe in you, and I'm gonna fight him off and rebuke him in the name of the Lord. And um, you know, success is definitely just following God and following your heart, because He controls our heart. What 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 uh whatever it is that you're passionate about. So, yeah. yeah, I um, I, I agree with you, bro. Um, we we are you already know we think a lot alike. Right. Um, but I I just I asked all my guests that because right. I want to see what everybody's interpretation of it is, and like I like that with my listeners are as well. So a lot of people they have it the wrong image or their image. So right. like success right. isn't one right. thing. Right. Success isn't something that somebody else can tell you. Yes, yes, Success yes. isn't something that you compare from yourself to another. Right. It's um, like you said, it's what God put you on earth right. to do. It's what your plan, what you what you set to do, right. and it's unique to us. Yes, definitely. Um, Most important. Okay, yeah. So I was just I was gonna see where he was at because I know I also know some people that'd be like, yo, like, you know, what I'm saying, um. Christian, I'm a Catholic, I'm a this and the third. And then I ask him what the success is, and it's like, oh, I gotta have this amount of money. I gotta right. make this in a however right. many years. I gotta, and I'm like, okay, well, how do you get there? Right. And they, oh, I gotta, see, gotta right. around. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Now I see where you at. Yeah, you gotta see all of that will come if you just listen. Listen to, listen to your spirit, be aware of all the signs that he's putting like for you. Like for example, signs, boy. That, yeah. That most recent. <laughs> we gonna talk about that. But for example, though, like I'm at church one day, man, preaching. Everybody feeling the spirit going crazy, and um, my preacher comes up, Pastor Phil. Shout out to you. He um he comes up. He talking a good word, speaking a good word, and spirit and everything. And mad car alarms just start going off. People looking away, you know, trying to figure out what it's coming from that's a distraction from the enemy to keep you away from the word you know to to unlock you from his divine strength upon you you feel me that's like um i can't really remember what it was but when uh when a guy was like he was in the water or something like that and he was telling someone to walk to him and he looked down and he fell through the water because he looked away from god you feel me so it's all about your your, um, your focus man your focus and your strongholds and being able to not let those outside distractions to keep you away from your calling. And, um, I feel like success in itself is like constant growth. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. It's always going to be battles, but you're always going to change with those battles because mm-hmm. you're learning from them. You feel me? So, yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, with that, like, you know, life is all about growth. You got to get to yeah. grow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if you ain't growing, you're dying. That's, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Learning something new every day, even if it's not 
academic stuff, like just about yourself, about the world, being more conscious. Right. Um, I had a conversation with my dad the other day, and he was like, you know what I'm saying, like with me, I would consider myself conscious, but there's a lot I have to learn. Yeah, and I'm more so aware of like the effect of music on people, the effect yes. of energy and vibes. Yes. And he was saying like, yeah, you're good in that sense and you're good with emotional quotes in it, but mm-hmm. as life goes on, you're gonna start to develop with IQ and start developing with like your consciousness of the world. Right. So it's just, it's more than that. Like me, I'm, you know, I, I value like what you put your mind to is what's gonna become reality and like right. controlling the energy of the room, controlling right. Yeah. vibes and, and the way music plays a toll in that because everybody may not be spiritual you right. know what I'm saying everybody may not relate to this to the, your intellect right. and right. Your, your point of views on the world right. but one thing that draws people together is undefeated it's music all the time so I'm saying like you see a party where everybody in their own thing doing whatever mm-hmm. keep a shuffle come on mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying that's why I love music so much, man. Like, it's one way that I can truly express and pour out my thoughts, you know, break my thoughts out of jail, I like to say. Um, um, just putting that pen to the paper and just letting let it all flow out. It just feels good because when I have to try to have conversations with people, you know, they don't understand everything that I'm saying. They'll try to, but like, most of the time, the, the most important thing that I want them to get, you feel me, they just overlook that, or even if they don't overlook it, they just, they simply don't understand it as much as, like, the importance of it, you feel me? So, when I just write, I just, like, I'm, it's like I'm talking to myself and I'm talking to God. Anything that I ever write is for God first, you know? So, yeah, like, I value that you're writing. Like I never, I don't, <clears throat> I don't appreciate or support individuals who promote or put an image up of things that they don't live, things right. that they're not of. Right. So right. I'm saying like, and that's real common with the new Rochester rappers, yes. the younger dudes. It's like, <laughs> like you can't rap about a Bentley you got right. in your million dollar house right. where you live. Hmm. In the trap, yeah, like, you, like stuff like that. Like, I just don't, I don't value that stuff. Like, oh, I shoot this and do that. Like, no, no, no. Just, just, just be authentic. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not, we, we kind of lost that sense of art when it comes yeah. to rap. Like, it's at the end of the day, music is art. So you have to play around with the craft and actually put the time and work. It. And they just like, oh, this rhyme, this makes sense, and that's what everybody's talking about. Bum, but like if it's oversaturated, it ain't gonna work. Right, definitely, bro. And um, like you were saying, like the, I feel like I don't really have a problem with them talking about oh my Bentley, my house. I feel like it's I'm all for like manifesting, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, like the guns, the drugs, and all that other stuff, and mm-hmm. and just all that unnecessary stuff. You feel me? You don't gotta do all that. Talk about something that's real, you know. Right. Like your struggles, like some so somebody can feel you. And that's the thing too. Yeah. A lot of them actually have gone through real things. Yeah. Like, but they, instead of doing like, like helping, because another thing too is, right, you could talk about your past state or your current state, but once you make it out, mm-hmm. and you, you know you have a following of people who listen and watch you, right. why not get them that recipe? Right. You know like, yeah. like, I don't, I, I said this in one of my early episodes, is I don't see the value and the Rochester athletes that post on the on their pages like, yo, I'm putting Rochester on the map or so-and-so's putting Rochester on the map and so-and-so's doing this. But like, okay, I respect you. I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to support you because you're from Rochester. Mm-hmm. But I don't like when people say stuff like that because it's like, okay, what if you do put a, a spotlight on Rochester? Mm-hmm. D1 scouts to come to the games and watch people that don't know how to grow that don't know how to work, mm-hmm. that don't know how to learn, mm-hmm. that don't know how to be coachable. Mm-hmm. You have to give people the recipe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Teach them like, okay, I'm here because I did this. Mm-hmm. People are looking at me because I did this. Mm-hmm. In order for you to get here, you have to take these necessary steps. You have to think like this and move like this mm-hmm. so that it's guaranteed. Because a lot of times people be like, yo, I'm athletic, but I'm a knucklehead. Grades bad. I be in a lot of situations. 
Um, just. And I feel like education is definitely a big part in that because, and in basketball, if you're if that or basketball or any or football, any sport, you know, mm-hmm. education is important because if you get injured, you feel me, your life can be your whole career can be over, and what you gonna lean on after that? Mm-hmm. All that money gonna go away sometime. You feel me? You gotta have other expertise, other things that that you can involve yourself in to keep yourself going, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that's important. I've been telling a lot of my younger friends from high school mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, whether they be an athlete or not, because right. I know a lot of people that's like super, super smart. Mm-hmm. So instead of spending time doing sports, they spend time doing extracurricular activities that involve academics, mm-hmm. spelling bees, mm-hmm. uh, the, like robotics clubs, mm-hmm. or like the stuff where they, they do the... Uh, Debates and stuff. Yeah, like debates, it. like debate club and all that. So, like, they in honor society, so I'm like, yo, you involve yourself in a lot of things, and it's mm-hmm. for the good. Mm-hmm. But what good will it do for you if you don't know yourself? Um, and, yeah, your plan is good because you're doing everything, like, through the books, and you want to get, like, an actual job and all that, but you still, like, college and just life in general. Like, right. the, just the next phase. Let me just say the next phase, because even right. if you don't go to college, you still have to learn these things. Right. The next phase is, like... My leisure time, mm-hmm. um, my yeah, like, the, the alone time, yeah. the time where you have to reflect and to think right. and to figure yourself out, right. to figure yourself out away from what you're used to, away from your family, away from your friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, aside from sports, aside from academics, you need to set aside time to set aside like areas for you to be like, yo, let me test these things out. Right. Not drugs, not drugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I feel you. Um, yeah, you should always step outside the box sometimes. Mm-hmm. Something that you know you might not enjoy, but at least try it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't try it, you never know what the outcome may be. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like yeah, that's definitely important as well because that's a big part in in opening doors for yourself mm-hmm. because you never know who who you might meet. Who you um who might influence you and you seeing them how they carry themselves you know you never know it's always uh, a different outcome for something a different way to go like all my athlete friends that are in college right mm-hmm. you're like yo like I don't got time to do this and it's and a third like it's practice class practice mm-hmm. eat practice mm-hmm. study and I'm like but I know because you on social media. Mm-hmm. And there's times where it'd be mm-hmm. like, yo, you're just around, just lollygagging. Mm-hmm. Or when that, with that time you're spending, mm-hmm. like that free time, you're with the team. It's like, mm-hmm. try to like just spread out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Try to reach out and right. meet some new people and right. do some new things because that networking is crazy. Right. Yeah. And then the kids that I know that's just books, mm-hmm. it's like class all day, clubs, study. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, where's the time for you to just go to the student center and just talk, walk around and talk to people? Go to the student to the game room and just like yo, random people playing pool like yo, I got next. You like I cannot join you. Like right. playing cards with people stuff like that. Right. Like that's valuable because that's how you build relationships and that's how you learn yourself. Like yo, there's an event going on next week mm-hmm. off camp. Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to get familiar with the city. You're starting mm-hmm. to get familiar with yeah. like things that you're interested in, things that other people are interested in. You find that group of friends that you like. Okay, I know who to go to if ever I want to do this right. or if ever I want to be over here. Right. Um, I try to reach out to those people. Yeah, that's that's definitely like the truth though. But like I feel like it's kinda of, it's also hard in this in today's society because like a lot of us millennials, you know, we we struggle with with being ourselves when we meet new people, you know, that social anxiety that I think millennials have. I don't think millennials are generation. I think that's right about us. Oh Lord. <laughs> I think that's his generation. It is. Okay, what's what, what's the break off of millennials? Uh, eighty four. Yeah, so that's oh, that's yeah, off. Yeah. Well, I think our generation. What they call us X? No, y'all. I don't think y'all millennials. Y'all might be digital natives. Digital native, that's what they call it? I, think so. I thought I it was like Generation it. X or Y yes. or something like that. Something crazy. We're uh, Generation X. So what? Well, I'm. I, I teeter between Generation X. Some people may call me millennial, like right mm-hmm. at the start, or some they say Gen X. 
Oh, so it's millennial Gen X and then digital. And yeah. Wow. Oh, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right. But um, like I was saying, um, we struggle with that being comfortable and meeting new people, you mm-hmm. know, and just being our complete selves because of that social anxiety and those insecurities that we grew up with. And um, and um, a lot of people they they um they hold off from going into that crowd or they hold off from talking to the person that's sitting next to them on the bus or mm-hmm. anything like that because they're scared of what the outcome might be. They might say something or they might stutter or something like that. Then they then the person with them being so like unaware of their situation, they look at them funny like, yo, you good? Like you tweaking, like you know how our generation talking about this. Which what you think that's a result of though? Um I mean what do you think that comes from? Like where does that stem from? Well like which part? The, the fact of us being afraid to reach out to people. Um afraid of judgment. Being afraid to talk to our parents about things that we possibly went through. Um then just not talking to anybody about it, you know, just being to yourself about about things that hurt you because you didn't you were scared of what the person's opinion or what they would have to say, like, oh you being too sensitive or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, like I feel like social media yeah, that is, is the big cause in mm-hmm. our generation. Right? So like everything was like everything is like, all right, if I put a post up I need to make sure I get a lot of likes or a lot of comments, a lot of good positive comments. You right. know what I'm so like, I feel like that was like, all right, now my world is revolving around mm-hmm. social media, like, and that's a lot of us. You know what I'm saying like us, we we're not like that because what we've been around, people we we have right. in our lives, but like, for the most part, and it's scary to know like most of the kids in our generation are like this. Mm-hmm. Everything is based off of that. Like they started at a young age with like, we'll sneak online, make a fake account, like or fake your age, and be like, yo, I got a Facebook, or I got a MySpace, and True. like all that stuff we had before. So, um, kick, uh, yo, I forgot all about yeah, kick. exactly, kick, uh, MySpace, all that. So we had that, and it was just like, yo, opinions, opinions, opinions. Mm-hmm. Let me put this out and see what people think, and I feel like that is like taking the toast, and everybody's like. That's that's taking a toll. You know yeah. I'm saying like everything, people feel more comfortable behind a virtual screen. Right. Yeah. Even if, even those who like talk negative. Right. And and I can admit myself like um, I used to be more concerned about other people's opinions of my posts, like pictures that I would post. You know, I would always be like, dang, this is a tough picture. Why are people not liking it? And I know it's dope within myself, but I. I would like fathom on the thought of other people not seeing this dopeness, mm-hmm. you know. So it will bother me, like, dang, why don't I have this this base that this uh, social base, this fan not even fan base, but like a social base that I know I should have. You feel me? But like that's another part of growth, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, I have to. You have to be comfortable at some stages where you're not, you know, as popular, I guess, or whatever, or or um as known and even in not being as popular as known you should still be like oh I'm dope you know I don't care (laughs) I know this picture dope and I'm just gonna keep sharing I'm gonna keep taking pictures I'm gonna keep posting and that's what people gonna see that you feel me eventually and they gonna go I know some females that do it I know some females that's tap but the confidence Mm -hmm. you could feel it I'm saying you could see it in the pictures and for them to be consistent with the Mm -hmm. posts it's like after a while, you start to be like, you know what? Maybe she's not that tap. Right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. decent. But mm-hmm. in all reality, she tap. <laughs> it's just like, right. <laughs> but it's that, that confidence that goes a long way. Um, any questions you got for me? Um, how is your walk with God, bro? Like, your signs, you know, your, your spiritual awareness. How is that going? Um, so, like, you mean, like, how did I start? Or, like, um, like my independent walk? Because it was like, I had where I was like going with my parents for mm-hmm. a while and that kind of broke off and then just recently in college I, I transitioned so like what well yeah how did it start and like what did it lead to how did it lead to who you are now um yeah so like my household is always we always been a Christian household right mm-hmm. um early on we we went to church early on we went to church and then like 
which ended up like things were getting a little rocky, you know what I'm saying? So we stopped going to church and then my parents split. Um, then like there was times where at one house I'd be going to church and then that stopped and then one house I'd go to church and then that stopped. Like it was like mm-hmm. constant inconsistencies, right? Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I was oblivious to that I slipped up and made a mistake saying in a more recent episode was that like my parents were inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't that they were inconsistent. It was just from what I saw. I don't see everything in their lives. I just go off of what I see. Mm-hmm. Um, they always would have a Bible on them. Mm-hmm. They always would do like independent Bible study. My mom, not really sure. Like she was, you know what I'm saying, heavy, heavy, heavy. And then as of late, like the last couple of years, I don't know. But like for the most part, they always had a Bible on them. Always doing like independent study. Always was like, Praying, oh, my mom. She always prayed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about her Bible study and, and like practices, but like pray, praying, mm-hmm. that was always something. You know what I'm saying, pray before you eat, mm-hmm. pray when you wake up, pray when you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always a thing. It was just going to church and all stuff being consistent. And then my ignorance, I thought going to church was everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started to get more interested in academics. Because I hate school. Even now, I don't like school. But I know the importance of the information I'm learning. And I look to get res- I, I look to get information I can use in the world, real world, not like invalid information. So I got like real heavy into science. I love science. And then with that, it started to collide with like things I've been taught from the past, from religion, things I've been taught in school, from like science, answering questions, and this answering questions, and then things not aligning mm-hmm. and not making sense. So I'm like, okay, what's the truth? So with me, I like to have answers love to have answers if I don't have answers I feel like something is incomplete and then I get, I get like in a stage of panic so um, I wanted answers and my thing was like since I can't get answers instead of just going and chasing it I'm run away from it because mm-hmm. I would like enter like little light panic attacks I'm like bro I can't get answers I can't get answers and I was so anxious to get answers that I couldn't have and it's hard for you to fathom like there's things that we just won't understand things that we won't be able to Fathom. Uh, so that was that, and like there was like me being consistent, like on my independent walk was mm-hmm. like yo, like there's times where I was borderline atheist. Mm-hmm. There was times where I was like full on spiritual. I'm like yo, like there's nothing you could tell me, and it was just going back and forth and that. So then college came around. I met my homeboy uh, Andrew. Shout out Andrew, man. I've unplugged you in so many episodes, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's so many all episodes, about you, bro. bro. Um, met my man's Andrew, bro. And <clears throat> he, with the bond that we got and the way he approached me on a spiritual level, mm-hmm. it made me comfortable because I trusted him. Yeah. I had a lot of conflict with contradictory that happened within our, within our you know, Christians. Right. A lot of people saying that only God can judge, but the first thing that people would do is like, well, especially with me, if I go to church, I'm like, I don't have like the right clothes or something. Like, Yo, like, why are you in here looking like, like just stuff like that. So I'm saying like, and then just everybody not being accepted. So with him, it was more so like, yo, I'm not judging you. I'm not telling you what to do. This is for your interpretation. I just want to help you and your walk. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and hold, hold you accountable. And, like, we just had a lot of conversations. I started reading the Bible. I started just living more by faith instead of by, like, I need answers. Because that's what it is. Yeah. That's what everything is with relationships, with friendships, everything. Because you never know people's true intentions, but you never know the real answers to the world. So it's like, it's faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I got onto that, bro, I just, I ain't go back. So I'm saying. And then... I've had so many signs in life that was like, I know there's a higher power, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, Yo, what do I keep running for? Right. Um, so Andrew, he helped me out. Shout out Andrew. Maya, she helped me out. Um, the church group, Nico, uh, Ashton, all y'all from NCAT, yo, shout out all y'all. Definitely helped me out. And it was just like, I don't know, I felt like I finally, I'm finally seeing what I need to see. Instead of seeing all of the bad things in church, I was seeing, like, okay, this is what the authentic thing, authentic stuff is. And then just listening to that, like, most people won't see it. That's a sign within itself, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, 
those experiences, those meetups mm-hmm. that you had with those people, you right. just finding them out of and that wasn't even looking for him. Exactly. Wasn't even looking for wasn't him, bro. Wasn't looking for him. The fact that it happened, mm-hmm. like, everything literally happens for a reason. Everything mm-hmm. is destined, you know, so. And that, that too, like, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of the principles that I teach, my mentees, mm-hmm. a lot of things that I live by just offer of the strength of, like, world things like wisdom mm-hmm. and knowledge. Things mm-hmm. that you see every day and things that you learn from books like that, from edu- academics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those principles are parallel to the principles that's in the Bible. And I don't get how people don't see that. You feel yeah. me? Like, well, they because they don't they don't have to work. Right. They don't look into yeah, it. They, they, don't. they don't believe. You know, it's, it's, and that's where it all begins. Like people, they belittle the part of the Bible when that's like they say, "Oh, I don't see how y'all receiving signs. I don't believe in da da But I believe in ghosts and demons and exactly. and mediums and, and all that stuff. You feel mm-hmm. me? But, like, they don't understand that in order for you to get to that level, you have to reach a Bible. You have to renew your mind, your understanding, so you can experience all of that. And it's, it's not all just going to happen in the snap of a finger. You have to really submit yourself in a way, one way or another. Can, can I interject? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so I, I'm loving this conversation right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the, from experience, what I've seen is that if, the way that your life is is not lining up with what people say that your life should be. Let, let's say in this conversation that if you are a Christian, you're a believer, you believe in Jesus Christ, that you're supposed to live life this way, mm-hmm. but yet your life is the total opposite of what mm-hmm. it says that you're supposed to do. Yeah. So to any logical being, that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? right? But what we don't understand is that the fact that each person on this earth has their own purpose, mm-hmm. which means that our lives are not always going to look the same. Right. But we're always striving to get to this point right. here, right? right. Striving to get to the point to where if you think about who Jesus was, what he did, the people that he hung around mm-hmm. were the people that other people didn't want to hang around. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's who he was with. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he was with them because he well, he had compassion for them. And two, he really wanted to help them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And so what he was saying is that, like, basically, we're all here on this earth to help one another. Mm-hmm. I have something that you want, you have something that I want, or something that I need. Right. So it is advantageous for us to work together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and then there's a whole nother part. And then I want to touch on, on another part real quick about how, like, it's harder to change someone's opinion once it's already been made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So that's why you always look at all the greatest movements in history. When do you think people tried to tap into the way that you think, the way that you see the world? What age you think? Or what ages? No. When they try to tap into it? Like when, when they try to young. tap in, when they try to influence you. When you're young. When yeah. you're young. Oh, okay. So you think about like all these wars that have happened. When you think about all these movements, they tap, they tap into the, the young, the, uh, the minds of the young people, mm-hmm. so that they can influence them. <laughs> That's why you can have a racist granddad, but not a racist grandson, right. mm-hmm. just because they live in two different worlds. Mm-hmm. But that granddad still can give. And I'm just using that as an example. That granddad can still give some of those same racist thoughts mm-hmm. to that son, to that grandson, and that he carries on. Mm-hmm. But now that the world is different, those things are changing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a good conversation, man. I, I want to step in real quick. Nah, I know it's not my time yet. We got three minutes to this segment uh, close out because uh, it cut off every six, 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. So um, anything else you wanted to touch on? Um... I guess I can just say that people have to realize that true reality is not within this being, this human being that we are in right now. It's in our spirit because our spirit is eternal. That's what lives on. That's what, that's, that's the, um, the place where we're going to meet God is in our spirit. So you have to step into your spirit, your spiritual awareness to receive all those benefits and um, to, to let your, your human self to die, not literal, in a literal form, you know, but yeah, to, to let your human self die and your spiritual self to manifest. 
Yeah, man. So we're going to wrap this up, man. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Best of Both Worlds. New listeners, old listeners, old heads, young heads, everybody. Uh, thank y'all for the support and the love. Peace. They even shot Tommy in the face, so his mother couldn't give him an open coffin at the funeral. <laughs>